As the film Colwell opened in early 2019, an interviewer spoke with the director, Tom Quinn, about two of the prominent themes in the piece, isolation and community. That was before the COVID-19 pandemic, and in the conversation, they reflected on the technological and political changes in the world at large. Here's a bit of that exchange. Scott McCauley of Filmmakers begins by asking, in an age of texting and email, tell us about your decision to center your new film, Colwell, around a post office and an older postal worker. There's obviously a statement here about generational change and people who might be left behind. But what else was in play for you with his character and setting? Quinn replies, I was visiting a friend who had a vintage agricultural map framed on his wall. I asked about it and learned his childhood town was no longer on the map because the woman who ran their post office retired. The office was in her home, and once it closed, their zip code and the town name were retired as well. I was fascinated by the idea that her identity could be so tied to that of the town and began to outline a story. In the story, Nora, the postal worker, has a very clear role that means people must come to her house every day to get their mail and make small talk. We generally think of in-person communication as having more value than most virtual communication, but in Nora's case, I think it's just as fleeting. Once the framework of her job breaks down, she doesn't know how to call a friend or knock on their door. For the community scenes in the post office, we mostly cast non-actors from Knoxon and Tunkhannock, Pennsylvania, and had them make small talk with Karen Allen, who was playing Nora, while she worked. It was chaotic and not the most traditional approach, but Karen put her trust in me and we were able to get beautiful material out of that combination. In that connection, Macaulay asks next about sense of place. This is your second film set in and based in part on life in Pennsylvania, where you remain based. How has living and working in Pennsylvania shaped your filmmaking and your career? And Quinn replies, I guess the most obvious influence is that certain stories catch my eye because I'm still rooted where I grew up. The agricultural map that sparked this story is one example. I was then driving up to the Poconos to work on a different screenplay, and those fogged landscapes and the deer in the woods all helped Colwell take shape. I also have a great deal of support in Pennsylvania that allows me to keep working toward filmmaking, even when it doesn't pay our bills. Tom Quinn, director of the film Colwell, speaking with Scott McCauley of Filmmakers in April 2019. Colwell is a film that had its premiere at the San Francisco Film Festival with themes of isolation and community that may be even more poignant in a world that's been living through the COVID-19 pandemic. As we've heard, a number of the scenes were shot right here in northeastern Pennsylvania, in Tunkhannock and Knoxon, with local folks as extras. There will be a special celebration of Colwell and its ties to small towns in our area on Saturday, July 30th, as part of the Summer 
2022 Film Festival at the Dietrich Theater in Tonkanic. Colwell is one of 20 films to be screened in 21 days at the festival, and things will open with a gala double showing tomorrow evening. Ronnie Harvey is film booker and general theater manager at the Dietrich, and he paid a visit to the WVIA studios to talk with us about what's on offer and the general landscape of filmdom in summer 2022. Speaking generally with the mainstream commercial films, things have heated up to a degree that I don't think any of us were even prepared for. I mean, Top Gun is playing its seventh week now. We typically keep movies three or four weeks. It's in its seventh week because of how busy it's been. It's one of our top, at least in the top 20 movies we've ever shown ever at the theater. It's kind of wild and it's just been back to back to back. But the thing that is happening behind the scenes is that there's like kind of a backlog of like visual effects work because people were out of the office and then all of these movies were backlogged and so they can't release them. And so everything's kind of squashed within the small corridor. We've had Top Gun, Jurassic World, Minions, Thor, Elvis, week after week after week after week. And then there is this like weird doldrum period that's going to happen in August and September where there isn't anything really. So we're so lucky to have these film festivals because September, that's going to help our fall festival is going to be. So we'll have these adult movies. I actually am thoroughly surprised about this festival in particular because I was afraid that there wasn't going to be any movies to put in and that there would be issues with distribution or whatnot. And then as I'm watching the preview, I, I sit in front and I watch I watch them obviously one by one at random times. When I put them all together for the trailer pack, which is what we do to showcase to everybody, customers when they come in, I was watching it myself to make sure it ran properly. And I go, oh, they're going to really like that movie. And then next trailer, I'm like, oh, like, that audience is going to eat that up. And then the next one, I kept going, oh my gosh, I've said this like eight times now. And I typically don't because there are movies within here that I go, the audience isn't going to go crazy about that one, but we need to have that anyway. But this time it is stacked with movies that I think are really going to hit. So we're in a really good place right now. Everyone seems to be coming back. Everyone seems to be excited. We're having the best numbers in years. So I say we're good to go. I noticed some things that might have been commonalities, but when you were watching those trailers back to back to back to back, did something jump out at you in terms of a theme or an arc or a resonance? Well, I, I did notice a lot of period pieces, a lot of movies that were that were of a different time. But that's typical with a lot of movies. But it did seem like there were a lot of period pieces. And also French films popped up in here. I was like, whoa, it's another French movie. And, and French movies are always so fun because sometimes they're so out there. I mean, we have a movie called My Donkey, My Lover, and I. And I'm like, wait, what is that movie about? And I love them because sometimes they're very eccentric and they're very quirky. And to have all of these different options within here, not to say that we wouldn't love movies from all different countries and different. It just so happened that for some reason, I guess the French movies were finished first. <laughs> and where would you like to begin I definitely want to start with opening night because it's going to be a big night for us. Not only will we have the two films, but we'll have a local restaurant is putting together little snack boxes and we'll have wine and beer from Nimble Heel and we're doing our famous strawberry shortcake dessert in the middle. So it's food, fun, film. That's what I like to call it. But the first movie is The Duke and that stars Jim Broadbent and Helen Mirren. 
and it's the story of the Goya heist <laughs> from the National Gallery in London, which is a true story. And it tells you about how this very well-meaning older gentleman steals the Goya from, <laughs> from the National Gallery and how all of London is abuzz to figuring out, one, who stole it, and then two, why did he steal it? And then the story unfolds with Helen Mirren, his wife, and and figuring out what his his motivations were. And essentially his motivations were that he wanted to strong arm the government into helping the homeless and the needy people in society. So he used the Goya as leverage against that. And so it's this true story, but it's funny, it's charming, it's heartwarming, and it's got two amazing stars leading it. So that's our first movie. <laughs> then our second film after you've eaten your delicious strawberry shortcake is Peace by Chocolate. It is another heartwarming true story, and it's about a Syrian refugee family who moves to Nova Scotia. And there's a clash between the father and son. The son wants to become a doctor, and the father wants him to have more realistic, he wants him to have more realistic aspirations. And he brings up the chocolate that they used to make in Syria. They were this famous chocolate making family. And so it's the story of them trying to renegotiate their lives and creating this new family business in a new place with new people, new challenges, and how the father and son can come together and meet in the middle and and form this new life that they so desperately needed. And it's another heartwarming, charming, funny picture. So it's like two back-to-back right there that I think is the perfect opening night. You mentioned France, and you mentioned Donkey. And (laughs) so take us there next. Yes, so My Donkey, My Lover, and I, it's basically just a lighthearted comedy about a woman who's having an extramarital affair with a man. And she wants to be the main woman. She doesn't just want to be the other woman. And his family goes on a cross-country like hike, and she follows them. And it's this tale. The donkey is essentially what she uses to follow them. And so it's the story of her running into them and, and the characters and how much this journey is probably going to change her her decisions and how it's going to, you know, help her figure out herself and what she really wants in life. So that's one of the French films. Then we have Eiffel, which I think you can probably tell is about the creation and the man behind the Eiffel Tower. I think it's probably a little bit, how do you say, dramatized probably to the actual, but it's this lovely story about how he overcame not only the disbelief of the people of France who didn't think that it was going to go anywhere, but overcame his own emotional issues to create what is probably the most well-known symbol of France. And it's so, sweeping and romantic, and he has a love story in there. It's it's everything that you could ask for. And then right below it in the brochure, you have a French Impressionist. Yes, absolutely. And that never even came into my thinking about this, that, oh, wait, we have a French Impressionist film in <laughs> And so people love the exhibition on screen films. They take their time and they focus on one subject and they go through each, not each and every single one, but a gallery full of their most famous works and discuss not only their lives and what their inspirations were for their work, but it gives you very detailed, even down to what color and why they used it. And so Pizarro, 
father of impressionism. Another one, people come to all of those. So we always try to include the brand. And so it's the most new one in the collection. How about a documentary that might draw us in? Well, probably Viva Maestro. Probably Viva Maestro. I don't know if many people... I just recently found Dudamel. I just recently listened to a podcast where he talked about all his philanthropy and all the things that he... I mean, Viva Maestro is um, the story of Gustavo Dudamel and how he's set the world on fire and become one of the most influential conductors and musicians. And I loved hearing about his striving to create opportunity for people that might not have that opportunity and that he uses his voice and his power to help the future generations. So they might be tickled pink to learn about about him. And in the vein of music, we also have uh, Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story. And so this Jazz Fest is a really big festival in New Orleans. And after Katrina, of course, they were very afraid. What's going to happen? And are we going to be able to put this on? And so Jazz Fest brings together all of these musicians, all the people behind the scenes telling you how they rebirthed Jazz Fest. And it's not only that, it's about food, it's about culture. New Orleans is kind of like a jambalaya of different cultures and food and, and music and art. And so it's the story of all of that coming together to make one of the world's biggest jazz festivals. You have the bookstore one. Yes, Hello Bookstore. It actually kind of deals with the pandemic. It's about a small town bookstore in Lenox, Massachusetts. It's called The Bookstore. <laughs> and it's the story of how this bookstore has been a bastion in the town. And because of the pandemic, he might have to sell or close this bookstore. It's a story of the town rallying around it because they love their beloved bookstore. <laughs> and I was just at Argosy in New York and I bought a little book about George Cukor. And I, I just wanted to buy something from there because it was New York City's oldest bookstore. So. <laughs> Um, one of the movies that is in here that I haven't got a chance to talk about, but I need to talk about, is Colwell. And Colwell I need to talk about because it was filmed in and around Tunkhannock and Noxon and the surrounding area. And so a lot of people in our very own community are in the film as extras. And in the trailer, you can actually see, it's blurry, but you can see Tioga Street, Main Street of downtown Tunkhannock in the trailer. And everyone watching the trailer goes, ah, and they're like pointing at the screen because they know. And it's this this very sweet story about a woman who ran the local post office, very small town. The post office became the point for everybody to, to gossip, to talk. Like some people would talk about the barbershop would be that. The post office for this town was that place we all got together, had coffee, talked, and whatnot. And the movie is about them wanting to close the local post office. And now she's trying to deal with what that means for the community, but what it means for her and her own personal journey and what she's supposed to do. And it stars Karen Allen, and it's beautiful and it's set in the area. So on the 30th at seven, we have the filmmakers, we have some of the people that were extras from the cast there. We're going to make it a whole big, glorious night, kind of like a little red carpet event for the people who were in it in our town. Now, I'm always stunned when you say X number of films and X number of days. What's this one? <laughs> this time it's not 21 like it usually is. It's just 20, but 20 and 21 days. And we have, I think, 80 showtimes throughout the three weeks. So we have ample opportunity to see any movie. No movie plays less than three times. So you, you have ample opportunities. You can go on our website at dietrichtheater.com to look up the showtimes or stop at our ticket booth to get a brochure. And tickets are still available for opening night. All you have to do is call the number on the front of your brochure. 
Ronnie Harvey, film booker and general theatre manager at the Dietrich Theatre in Tancanic, speaking with us about Summerfest. And Summerfest 2022 gets underway tomorrow evening with two films and Strawberry Shortcake and more. Opening night features The Duke and also Peace by Chocolate. But there's much more to come, as we heard, 20 films in 21 days. And if you go online and have a chance to look at the schedule or pick up a brochure, you'll see outlined all of the various screenings of the films that are part of the festival, three times minimum, three different screenings for each of them. So you will be able to see The Duke tomorrow evening, but maybe if you can't get there, there will be other chances to see The Duke and the same with Peace by Chocolate. We have a number for you to call, area code 570-836-1022. That's 836-1022, area code 570. Or online, dietrichtheater.com, and theater is T-H-E-A-T-E-R. Dietrich is D-I-E. T-R-I-C-H, DietrichTheater.com, Summerfest 2022, July 15th through August 4th at the Dietrich Theater, and that's 60 East Tioga Street in Tunkanic. Don't forget the special Colwell Meet the Filmmakers event on Friday, July 30th at 7 o'clock, and the guests will be there, director Tom Quinn, and additional members of the cast and crew, and some of the extras from our area who were part of the shooting and the final film. So it is the 30th of July at 7 o'clock at the Dietrich Theatre. Colwell, meet the filmmakers. And for more information on the web, dietrichtheatre.com or area code 570-836-1022. And don't forget that we're hearing this music, the... Music of Michel Legrand, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, I Will Wait For You. Because there are so many French films in this festival. It's DietrichTheatre.com. Thank you.